Hey, babe. Hello, all, and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to One Profit Coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Happy afternoon. This is like an afternoon delight here to be recording in the middle of the day and not nine o'clock at night. How are we doing this? Afternoon delight. That's what it makes me think of, even though that's not what it means. Um, you know, we're doing good. It's but no, how summer. are we able to do this? What, oh, what's going on right now? So how sorry, how are was, we midday? I was not listening going to that. Live. I just, no, it's okay. In my mind, I was just thinking. It's okay. Of Twelve that years song. of marriage, twenty-two year relationship. I know that at times we don't listen to each other, but it happens. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just in a very happy mood. And what'd you say? I'm in a happy mood. Oh, okay. I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> The reason why we're able to do this is because it's summer break. Um, Our kids are on summer break, so they are home right now, but they are being very quiet right now, which is good. Um, So, well, one should be napping. One should be napping. Should be. One should be hanging out. And the other one should stay in our room watching, yes, a show. And uh, so, yeah, we don't have daycare anymore. We don't have summer camps anymore. So we're all just home. So it was perfect. I was like, let's try and do a podcast in the middle of the day. You know, I was saying this right before we went live with our show. But I was saying, babe, we really are like the name of our show is The Affluent Marriage. But we really are an affluent marriage. You know, I agree. And okay, going back to if you listen to the other episode and how I was talking about the Barbie movie and how it really made me feel very empowered about like not apologizing for the things that we've worked for. Yes, you're right. We are an affluent couple, an affluent marriage, because I know without a doubt we're going to be successful with everything we touch because of how hard we work. In the big things, but I was just thinking like you just said in the little things, well, daycare is not small, but you know, our daughter's potty trained now at night, not just day, but at night. So we are oh not purchasing gosh. any more diapers. diapers. Like we are done with mm. the diaper game. It is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. That's money saved, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the kids eat what we eat. Yep. So it's not like we're buying kid food and adult food. Yep. Like they're just eating our dinner. We've, we've moved our dinner back. We used to eat dinner after the kids went to sleep because we just liked our moment of peace. Yes. But now that they're getting older, it's, they're going down a little bit later, which means if we put them down at 730, we don't and eat. we start making dinner. We're yeah. not eating till eight, eight thirty, oh, sometimes nine. Be real, it's nine, nine so, thirty. It's you know, awful. And look, we're, we're we're getting older. It's, we're not young anymore. We can't uh, <laughs> we can't do these nine o'clock Taco Bell runs anymore. No, you know? it's not healthy. It's not good for us. Not healthy. So we've made a lot of changes in our lifestyle just so that we can make sure that we are. You know, do you remember in college they had the thing the fourth meal? Yes. For people well, who Taco just wanted Bell to, did, but at school yes. They would have well, this we had too. the fourth meal as well, and you would go and get. Like a fourth meal a at like cow zone. Eight, o- eight o'clock at night. But like the calzone was like this huge doughy mass filled with cheese and pepperoni and or sausage or in and, and tomato sauce. It was delicious. It was huge. And, and like, it was nine o'clock at night. And maybe. it was nine o'clock at night. And we would just like, yes. And that the thought of eating that right now makes me like oh no but in college that was that was the moment like at nine o'clock we were like let's go get fourth meal <laughs> in school <laughs> that's crazy oh memories memories but I'm, I'm happy so yes we have changed our lifestyle around to fit what we desire do you know what I, i'm gonna tell this to everybody i had this thought conversation with you this is affluence right here too i had this conversation on facebook with some of my entrepreneurial friends and i said Guys, do you ever have this feeling where you're like, I will look on wherever socials, TikToks, boards, I will constantly think, oh, you know what? If I needed to get a job, this is the job I would get. This is the job I would get. And I keep seeing these like six figure, very open um, PTO, you know, open benefits, like really good jobs that I'm like, you know what? in the remote that was the thing that caught my eye and I was like you know what if I really just wanted to take a step back and do something different I would do that for a couple of years and just be like yep still keep a couple of clients going into my practice but it, it might be nice to just be like have something that's already just there because sometimes entrepreneurship can just be I man it's hard it's not like it's not for the faint of heart but you know the grass is greener like it's never it's, it's, it's greener where you water it but all that to say 
I was asking my girlfriends this, and this goes to the affluent me- like comment that you made. And they were like, you know what? Like, but as entrepreneurs, like we get to call the shots and we get to call the shots of what we want to do with our lives. Like you're not going to something else like, you know, a nine to five that's remote or whatever, because you have to, you're doing it because you want to, because you're like, this is a nice, let's see if I can take this avenue for a hot second. And at any point in time, you can say, no, this ain't for me. And you can just peace out and go back to your, your business. Like you still call the shots. Like that is an affluent, like perspective to be able to kind of like not hop around and, 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 but, but you get, you get to call the shots. Right. I said that to you earlier. I don't think you could go back to working in nine to five and working for somebody, having someone be your boss. Like you've been a boss now for about four or five years Yeah. for someone to tell you how to live your life. I just don't think you could operate like that anymore. I'd be surprised. And if you do go back, I just don't think it'll last long. It would not last long. Me, on the other hand, I've been working for the man my whole life. So you need to send me some of these yeah, these dude. links. Some of these things. You sent me, we, we talked about this in the podcast about Southwest having offerings oh, a yeah. few episodes ago. And I legitimately went and looked just to see. There are some. What's it like? Insane. I had to learn some coding. Postings. But I was like, I'm not against it if I had to do that. No, there are, there are just some insane offerings out there for jobs that are great, for especially for educators who already have masters. Some of them you don't even have to have. A, a, a like a degree but it they're fully remote they have like flexible pto unlimited like you know sick leave like very very attractive offerings unlimited sick leave yes i'm not even joking pto and unlimited sick leave i'm not and it's send me the links remote send everyone the links everybody I'm, wants a little bit of that literally i had people in my in my like on the on the feed going where where are you getting these listings from it's i'm telling you like it's the people i follow on my feed that <laughs> goes back to like who are you surrounding yourself what is on your feed if your feed is filled with people who are like this sucks life sucks guess what that's what you're gonna feel i surround my feed with opportunities so there are always people who are talking about, hey, there's this opportunity. Hey, there's this job opening. Hey, here's a really good job of the day. Hey, and I'm just saying, like, I've got a roster full. I love that. And that pretty much goes into what we're talking about uh, next. And that's the review of last week. We talked about our friends for our freebie episode. Yeah. So if you're seeking personal growth and your friends aren't, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. And also in our grand fan, we broke down how much we need to live comfortably. Ooh, comfortably. What is that number? Mm-hmm. So we talked about national averages and how much people spend on average every month. We looked at a family of two, three, four, family of five. And yes, like I, if you get to around a family of four like us, you're going to need to bring in close to 120,000. It's insane. I just to hit live. myself. That's all right. I didn't hear it in my headset. So, <laughs> so it didn't happen. But then you told people, so it did happen. Well, if people are watching on, on YouTube, they'll see it. But I just literally hit myself in the face with the miser. So definitely check that out if you want to know those numbers for like mortgage. Again, it depends on your location, but mortgage, utilities, yeah. vacation, all of that. How much do you need to make mm-hmm. to live comfortably, to do it all, to do all the things that you want to do? It's It was a very eye-opening episode. I'll say that. But... I know we're going to talk about what we're doing today, but can we talk about what's coming up? What's coming down the pike? Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So, you know, (sighs) whose podcast is this? Ours. Yes. It's an evolution of things that we're changing and moving around. And it's so much fun. Can I just say it's so much fun doing this with you and dreaming with you. You're welcome. In this capacity. Thank you. I'm a fun person. You are a fun person. You're a fun guy. Um, Yes. That was a bit of a joke. Yes. And your your face is like, <laughs> you fun guy, like a yes. Um, so anyway, I just, so we're coming up with some changes to our uh, exclusive content. So previously, if you're a part of our exclusive content, the Graham fam, we have been doing really great additional episodes that are deep dives into some of the, th- the topics that we talk about um, during our normal episodes. But in the next coming months, uh, we are actually going to be creating something that is a lot more succinct and action focused. Um, we know that the people who get the most results in in my coaching programs, but also the people that we've been around are the people who take action because you can, you can 
and consume information all you want but if you don't actually take action on what you're hearing and you don't actually know what specifically to do um you're just going to be a sitting duck and we don't want that so if you're in our gram fam um posse what you're going to be getting in the in the near future is something called pocket coaching and it's going to be succinct short um like clips so to speak that are just going to be able to help you it's like a 52 week plan you could say it like this to help you get on track with your finances. So so every single week, you're going to be getting an action step. Do this, do this, do this, and let us know how it goes. And if you follow every single, and these are small, small steps, okay? If you do every single one of these things every single week, there is no doubt that you will be in a better place financially than you were when you first started. So it is an action-based experience that is going to completely transform your finances. It's perfect to do with your spouse. And we're really it excited about it. It is quite literally the millionaire blueprint. It literally is. I know we said we were doing the millionaire blueprint before, but this is literally like follow it step by step and you will have a perfectly created millionaire blueprint for yourself. Right, because we know our, our target our audience, our demographic. We know our clients that are coming in and they love the content and they love what we're talking about. It's just, they're so busy with their businesses that mm-hmm. trying to digest a two hour episode every week, it, it, it can be tough for them because they don't have that kind of time because they're making right. multi six figures and earning that kind of money. So they're like, hey, what what can you do? Like, tell me the TLDR, you know? Yeah. Yep. Too long exactly dinner. Exactly what this, this is. This is like the TLDR yep. of the millionaire br- blueprint every week. You're getting that yeah. powerful action step but it's digestible, you can get it in a lunch break or less, mm-hmm. and then you can be on your way. And then you know exactly what you need to do. Like there is no ifs, ands, or buts, do the thing, that's it. So it's perfect for those action takers who are ready to see sh- shift in their finances um, and in their communication with their spouse. So be on the lookout for that, Graham fam. If you're already in it, great. But for people who are coming in, in fact, this is the time to get in. <laughs> because if you can get in at the price that it's at now, it's like five bucks, uh, when we launch it, price goes up. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you get in now so you're able to be on the curve. That's right. If you get in now, you're grandfathered in. Yep. So you get that pocket coaching mm-hmm. for the same price you're paying now. Yep. So something to think about. So All right, let's go. Today we're talking about budgeting with your spouse, but more specifically the benefits of budgeting with your spouse. You and I very much believe in aligning and orienting yourself with your partner. Mm-hmm and coming together and budgeting together, being in one joint account and just working through it together. Absolutely. So we're gonna break into the benefits today to just kind of paint a picture because I know some people are here and they've been married for three years, seven years, 10 years, and they still have separate accounts and they're married but they're treating each other like roommates and they're saying, hey, let's." We'll split the mortgage. Can you get utilities? I'll get car payment. You get vacation. I'll get entertainment. Guys, seriously, that sounds exhausting. You pay your debts. I'll pay my debts. That sounds so exhausting. You have a credit card. I have a credit card. You manage yours. I'll manage mine. Goodness gracious. We're together, but we're separate. That sounds so freaking exhausting. (laughs) So we kind of want to paint a picture today of all of the benefits Mm -hmm. that come along with budgeting with your spouse. Mm So the first one that we want to talk about really is how it just enhances your communication. When you do it the right way, and by right way, I know that people are like, well, are you saying that your way is the only way? Um, I'm saying that if you, (laughs) I'm saying if you are communicating in a way in which both parties feel empowered, both parties leave the table going, I know exactly what needs to be done. Both parties leave feeling like they are a team. That is the right way you're experiencing anything other than that, you're doing it the wrong way. That's not the way it was intended to be, right? Um, so if you're doing it the right way and you, you will have enhanced communication with your spouse in not just your finances, in all things, like it touches everything, right? So wanting to go back to school, wanting to quit a job, wanting to start a job, like I just said, wanting to... Um, get a bigger house like money touches all of those decisions what what camps are kids going to go to for the summer i want another kid like all of these different things money touches so if you can create an understanding of 
budgeting and managing your money with your spouse in a way that makes both parties feel empowered and like a team, the rest of the conversations you have about your marriage are going to be enhanced positively as a result. Now, our way isn't the only way to be successful, but gram it, I think you should take a look at our way. Because here's the deal. If you want to lose weight, don't go look at those 21-year-old, 22-year-old people working out and they've already got the abs and everything. That's not the person you want. I want to follow that person who was once chubby, (laughs) who was once fat, right? And they lost a ton of weight doing something. Like That's the person I want to study because they've actually been somewhere and done something. Mm -hmm. Your workout when you're 21... You could eat Taco Bell at night. We just did. And it. still had a flat stomach. 9 p.m. Right? And I did not take so care of that. So forget body. those workouts. Forget them. Right? Follow the person that's gone through it and has done it. And that's what we've done, right? Mm-hmm. We started with basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Two private school teachers. And we've built our legacy to where it is today. Mm-hmm. Our empire to where it is today. I would listen to what I have to say. Me too. Because it's not made up. Mm-hmm. It is a 12-year story that's still going that's still going and we're still learning and we're very transparent about the experiences we go through about the mistakes we've made i can tell you about some of the mistakes or some of the things that we definitely need to do better at right sometimes my wife doesn't listen to me what mm-hmm. i'm just kidding <laughs> um but yeah i just feel like that's what you need so if you've listened to any of our other episodes and you feel empowered and you feel inspired then you would love our way because you want that experience for yourself. So having enhanced communication is a direct result of having the plan, um, understanding exactly how to you know, talk to each other about your money. Um, oh, you're looking at something else, go for it. No, so this whole idea of enhanced communication, right? I feel like there's sub points, right? You hear communication, you just think talking, like okay, our talking gets better if we budget. But think about what goes along with that enhanced communication, right? It helps you to build more trust Mm -hmm. and more honesty and more empathy in your relationship, which we talked about is so critical to having that safe place conversation. Mm -hmm. So coming together and budgeting together not only helps you align in your finances, but in your communication and strengthens those safe place conversations, you're going to be able to be more honest and transparent with your partner. There's not going to be any secrets that you want to keep because there's nothing to hide. And there's that buy-in, right? Like there's the buy-in that you want to be able to see, not just yourself, but see your spouse succeed. I think that when there's a lot of separation in finances, you're always out for your, yourself first. Um, and you're just like, I paid all my stuff, so what's going on with you type of thing. Um, and it easily becomes two islands of people who might be in the same ocean. But what you want to be is like, together and when you do you're looking out for each other and you're supporting each other and you're like okay like as long as both people have the the common respect and decency for each other there's there's this camaraderie and this buy-in who's gonna want to leave a winning team like if you're on a winning team you want to (laughs) stay so you're gonna fight for that marriage you're gonna fight for that relationship because you know you're not gonna find something like that elsewhere um, so I feel like it saves a lot of marriage. And that, in, in that communication, you build that accountability with each other. You start right. to see, all right, as we're working through these finances together, what are his habits? What are her habits? What do we spend money on every month? And if we feel like we need to cut back, we can come together as a winning team and say, okay, I'm here are win. the things that we're doing every single month. Here are your habits. Here are mine. What can we do here? How can I make sure you get to have more of your habits Mm -hmm. later down the road that you enjoy doing? How can I make sure I get to have my habits more later down the road? If I want to get a Starbucks coffee every day, how can we make that happen? Yeah. Instead of, right. Instead of like, you can't have anything, right? So it really enhances even the communication of, uh, of saying yes to more things, leaning on each other's strengths. Um, But I mean, I think that we just said it right there. That's the whole podcast right there. Right. If that isn't reason enough to actually try and like make it work with your spouse to understand how to manage your money, I I don't right. I don't know what else to Do tell you. Do you want better communication with your partner? Yes or no? That's it. That's it. Do it's you want so it? simple. It's <laughs> so simple. Yes, I want better communication with my partner. Yeah. Yes, I want better communication with you. And if both parties are like that and like, yeah, I wish I could understand you better. Yeah, I wish you could understand you. Okay. Well, then here's the first step. 
let's sit down and talk to each other. Let's get aligned. Let's, let's get aligned right? with all Which that. Which is exactly where we're going next, that right? That was a good segue, the benef- You're welcome. <laughs> the benefit, right, of coming together and budgeting together with your partner is aligning your financial goals. Creating a budget as a team allows you mm-hmm. to identify and prioritize your shared financial goals together, whether it's saving up for a new home or paying off debts or planning for that dream vacation, budgeting empowers you Mm -hmm. to work hand in hand towards these common aspirations. I know that we said it before um, or it was written down before in the other one, but think about how when you're aligned, how you celebrate, you celebrate differently as well. Um, I always think about whenever I'm trying to tell people about, you know, paying off debt or going towards the savings thing, they're like, man, I just get so winded or I get so tired of it. And I was like, so stop being tired of it. Be excited about it instead. Um, constantly, you know, celebrate what has happened as opposed to, oh man, think about like at schools when they're trying to raise money for, you know, something like doing a fundraiser. What do they do? They got that big, huge thermometer that's like, this is how much we've sold. But if we can get to our goal of 5,000 candy bars and we get to do X, Y, and Z. And they are celebrating it every single day. They're talking about it. They're encouraging to go out. They're encouraging you or your parents to go sell it at their jobs. They're encouraging all of these things because they, they want to see the result, right? But they're not focusing on, oh man, we only sold 10 bars yesterday. Like that sucks. Like no, like they're continuously doing that. And the kids are so excited to be a part of something. And so if you have that same type of perspective um, with your finances of working together and saying, this is our fundraiser. This is our personal thing. If we can get through this, we can do anything. We can build the life we desire. And it, it just makes it more exciting when you feel that you have, when you can celebrate each and every win, whether it's mindset or monetary. And that's where I'm looking, right? Yeah. What can our life be if we do this? Like the yeah. vision, the dream, the goals, dreaming and, and making a vision together about what you want your future to look like. That's what budgeting together can do. If you're both alone and you're running your own race Maybe she starts and she runs three miles and maybe he starts and he runs five. Like, all right, so she ran three and you ran five. Great. But if you run together, maybe you have the first leg, you run your three miles. He has the second leg. Right. On top of that, he runs five more. Yeah. Right. Now you've traveled eight miles. This is like a yeah. math problem from like relay. elementary school. It's a relay. But what my point is, if you're running the race together and you're mm-hmm. taking turns or however you want to look at it, you're gonna go farther. Yeah. Your vision's gonna be brighter. It's gonna be mm-hmm. better. Better goals, better future. But if you're separate, you can never align your financial goals. Yeah. You're never gonna see that future if you're both just doing your own thing. And all of a sudden you're gonna be sitting on the porch and you're gonna be like, Yeah, I thought about, you know, doing that one thing, but yeah, you know, it's just too late. <laughs> it's not gonna happen for me. Um And who and wouldn't we want, want that? Like I don't want that. No, but who wouldn't want financial stability? I'm, right? in that regard, like you just described us sitting alone on our porch, like we just did our own thing, like coming together and be financially stable. Like we both know our deficits. We both know what we need to overcome. Mm -hmm. And once it's done, we both know where we're going. Like we have stability. Like our foundation is so strong. There's so much peace there. Mm -hmm. Like that's a beautiful thing. I just feel like we need to share this narrative all over the place because let me just tell you, when you are looking online, Um, or watching a sitcom, um, that's not the narrative that's shared. The narrative that's shared is man versus woman or spouse versus spouse, however your, you know, makeup is. But like, it's, it's always pitting one person versus the other. Oh, well, you know, she spends all her money on this, which is why I can't do anything. Um, Or he spends his money on this. And he's just, I mean, this is why we can't ever get anything done. Like, and it's like this pitting against each other. And how are you going to be a team if you're bad mouthing your teammate? Like, that's not really going to work, is it? Um, and so you kind of have to check yourself. Like, am I saying positive things about my teammate? Um, and so when you come to the table and you're talking about money, but then you have these like preconceived feelings in your head, like you always spend way too much or you don't spend enough or why are you so stingy? Like you're good luck trying to get anywhere with those types of thoughts just ruminating in your mind. Yeah, it's crazy to me that it's at the time of this recording 2023 and we still have this toxic Stigma. masculinity running out there where men believe that they have to be the breadwinner or mm-hmm. they have to be in control of the finances and their partner has to be beneath them or submit to them or like it I I can't fathom. Mhm. 
how there are still people growing up and having these beliefs and mm-hmm. these philosophies. Side note, when I say things like at the time of the recording of 2023, I always think about like how this could date this podcast like 20 years from now. Like, do you ever listen to music and it's like, you're so 2008 or 2003, right, right? Oh, is it? It is. Oh, she saved I herself. About it. <laughs> but I'm just like, you hear those numbers. This is my sorry for 2004. And you listen to that stuff and you're like, man, like 2004, that, that's ancient. Ruben stuttered. Why did you, <laughs> why did you say that number? Yeah. You just dated your song. Now people can't just listen to it all the time. So I don't know. We that, just dated the podcast. We just dated the Good podcast job. when we said 2023. But my you bad. know what I, you know what I, you know what I, you know what? No matter what, even if it's 2043, 2063, this is going to ring true. It's never going to not be true. It was true 20 years ago. It was true 40 years ago. You need to be in partnership with your spouse about your money. There might be different. I, I feel like there's lots of different like historical, you know, again, it, with sitcoms, like I'm the man, therefore I'm the one who's in charge of the money. Your job is to take care of the house and your job is to go spend the money, but don't spend too much. Cause if you do, that's, that's a problem and whatever. And I feel like there, there is definitely a role for both people for sure. But I don't think that it needs to be this controlling role. It needs to still have this teamwork, you know, ethic, a part of it. Um, I'm still allowed to be in the conversation. My voice, my dreams, all of those goals matter. Even if you're the person who's bringing in the money and I'm staying home with the children, I still matter, period. And if you treat me like I'm uh, an afterthought and that you deserve all the things and that I don't because of all that, quote unquote, all I do, that I can't, that I don't really have as much say, that's not, that's not a team effort. That's not a team thought process at all that's not equitable in the least bit and so anyway all that to say i just feel like society media has taught us that this is how it's supposed to be and that that's the norm that your spouse is always going to have something to say about money and you're just going to be like Ugh, whatever that's not how it has to be and i'm really hoping that people who listen to this like i hope it breaks for them like they have that glass breaking moment where they're like wait what it doesn't have to be this way we can actually be a teamwork team and be a power couple and like push through. Yes, you can. I hope that this helps you realize that. And that is the third benefit of budgeting with your spouse. It empowers your financial control, right? When you collaboratively come together and craft a budget and stick to a budget, you get this heightened sense Mm -hmm. of control over your finances that I, you you can't really really describe it it. and explain until you're actually living it but you just have this heightened sense of your budget and when you spend, you're just like, okay, I know I've got it, like we're good, I have this piece. Or if something big comes through, you're like, okay, hold on, we need to go check some things because I feel a shift in the atmosphere. <laughs> something big just went through. I just Let I just me just double like, check because I feel like something's out of place here. You just have this heightened sense. So you're gonna steer clear of that overspending. You're gonna make informed decisions that align mm-hmm. with those financial future goals that we talked about. Let me talk about a client that literally, uh, she worked with me for six months. And when I tell you the anxiety that she had when she first worked with me was intense. And I was like, honey, you're going to be okay. Like, give me, give me three months. I tell people, give me three months. And if in three months, I don't rock your world, you can, you can say bye. It's fine. Um, But six months in, it's time for us to live. And she goes, oh my gosh, Kim, I'm just feeling so anxious about leaving you. And I'm like, okay, honey, we were anxious about two different things. Why are you anxious about getting out of the program? And she was just like, I just feel like there's something missing. And I was like, okay, what, what, what are you saying? She's like, well, okay. And I was like, walk me through it. What are you, what are you feeling like you're missing? And she's like, okay. So I know what the money's doing when it comes in. I know that I'm saving. Um, we took care of the debt. Like we paid off the debt during the six months together. Um, I'm starting to, to pay for my, my kids 529. We're investing. The only thing I have to do is, you know, you know, put more money into my investments, my personal investments. And yeah. So what's next? And I'm like, you enjoy your life. <laughs> like you have your fully funded emergency fund. You know how to save consistently. You know where your bills are going. You pay for them. You're like months ahead. What you're experiencing is not anxiety. What you're experiencing is peace. What you're experiencing is something you've never had before where things are just smooth sailing and you don't have to like fight. You're so used to putting out fires 
and so used to being like, oh, I have to be on alert. There's something coming that now it's just peaceful out there in the water. And you're just, you know, in control of your, you know, metaphorical financial ship. And you're like, nothing's out here. And that can be really scary. But I'm trying to tell her, you are okay. You did everything you needed to do. Now you just enjoy. Go on the deck, lay out in the sun, enjoy. You're fine. And that is that control that people wish they could have, but they they only experience glimpses of it. And then something else, a whole whammy comes in and slaps them. And they're like, I wasn't ready for this. Meanwhile, you saw it on the horizon. You just didn't want to see it. (laughs) But this whole, that whole piece of it, of, of that piece of having full control is it's addicting. And like you said, it's really hard to explain. I hope that was a really great way to explain it. But once you experience it, it's addicting. You never want to let that go. No, as someone who's been diagnosed with anxiety and has gone to therapy and has taken some good brain drugs for all that, (laughs) I can tell you that there is such a piece, like it reduces so much stress and anxiety. Yeah to have that financial control together, Mm -hmm. to budget together. Like this is a massive benefit. The anxiety that I was experiencing that I talked about, like that, it never stemmed Mm -mm. from finances. Like that was not, the pandemic did me in. That that was, it was the pandemic. That's what did it. That's what got me. But, and it was, it was there before that, but that was kind of like the, that was that, that like the thing that tipped the domino. Yeah. Put it all in motion. But yeah, that that reduction of stress, like it's just, it's so big. Mm -hmm. And I know anyone listening who's stressed out about that, you know, high client offer that they're trying to get, you know, to to get themselves on their way to multiple six figures or, you know, they're they're thinking about their properties that they're renting, you know, whatever they're listening and thinking about, maybe their bill that they need to pay. They want that life. Mm -hmm. They want that feeling of peace. And I'm telling you, the only way that's going to happen is if you get aligned with your partner and you work together, not against each other. Yep. Because there's so many stories that I could tell of one spouse feeling the peace, one spouse feeling like it's okay. The other spouse is still running around like a chicken with their head cut off, like freaking out or just like being so impulsive because they're just like, ah, I should spend money. And they just spend on big, huge things. And they haven't really dug deep to experience what we've worked through in our sessions together. And let me tell you how that, that can also add on to this financial stress. And although you might feel peaceful, your spouse is not there yet. So you've got to work together and, and it takes time. But once you both get on that page, it's, insane there's a freedom that comes with it you mentioned about that earlier the air just breathes different yeah you put your head on the pillow at night differently when you have that freedom you just breathe the air is i'm breathing air from like it feels like maybe from like 62 bc (laughs) because the air you know the air out there right now is just you know the ozone and oh my gosh it's climate like you know what I mean? <laughs> we got gases and stuff man oh the air is clear guys the air is so clear you need air to get before, all this you know automobiles and factories like it's it's that good good air. it's that good good air that's I what i'm breathing it. and that's what I it's like it. when you're financially free like you just breathe that air. you take deeper breaths mm. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm just saying. It's a, it's, it's a, intoxicating. It's intoxicating. Yes. I'm just going to repeat everything you say. People are going to think just that we are more. just on something. Maybe. Yes. I mean, I just said I'm on brain drugs. I, I mean. Maybe I took some for I'm this not episode. on brain drugs, but I'm just saying, y'all, you need a hit of this. Okay. <laughs> you can have informed decision making, financial decision making, when you have better conversations with your spouse around finances. Because... Let me say, like, as you budget, you gain a shared understanding of your financial no- landscape and like what you actually need for your day-to-day needs, for even the hiccups, like the things that are coming through um, that might come in quarterly or the yearly things that might happen. And it paves the way for more informed and confident decision-making, ensuring that you're on the same page. So, you know, if something comes up, I'll give you an example. We needed to do passports this past month. And we needed to get them because um, my husband and I are going four to passports. four passports, two new ones for our girls. Cause we were like, it, we might as well get them. And two of them for us, we had to renew them because we're going to Cancun in October. 
and we are cutting it real close. And you want to talk about in a, a stressful situation, okay? That was stressful for me because of the timing, <laughs> the timing, the deadline. It needs to be here at a certain time. And I was like freaking out about it, okay? But um, to, to renew and expedite ours to get the girls done was all, well, no, just talking about ours was 500, almost $500 to get it done because I had to expedite it from USPS to Philadelphia. Um, and then I paid extra for it to be brought to us really fast. And with the girls, it was like a hundred bucks a pop and then 70 bucks to, for them to, this is why it. you, they, they make the time between renewals so long, like 10 years. Cause you forget about the pain. Yeah, man. You're like, Oh man, I'd love the idea of traveling Dude. overseas. Oh, let's check our passports. Oh, we got to get them renewed. Oh no, no big deal. Got to get a renewed passport. Yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll go it overseas. It's such an intense like, situation. It's so intense. This is really costly to renew a passport it just to travel. Like six, $700 we're talking that had to be shelled out for that. And when you are informed of your finances, so much so that you know exactly how much that you're saving at the end of every pay period, at the end of every month, you know that you have an excess of two to three grand, which is our situation. Having a situation where you're like, oh, we have $700 worth of stuff to shell out just for passports. And we're like, okay, like I know we can do that and the bills are gonna get paid and we're gonna be fine. Oh, and do you want to go out to dinner this night? Yeah, let's go. Like you can do those things when you are informed about all the stuff that's happening normally, as opposed to if that happened to another situation where maybe the couple is not on board and maybe they have all of this additional debt and all of a sudden this $700 like thing pops up. That could be the difference between them saying, okay, yeah, we're okay, which I hate that word. We're okay to, oh my gosh, we... We don't. We can't go. We don't have money for this. Our, all of our ma all of our cards are maxed out. We don't have the money for it. Where are we going to find it? We got to get another credit card just so we can get the passports. And now it turns into a stressful situation that is on top of all the debt you have to pay. Now you have to pay this additional seven hundred dollars, and you can barely make ends meet. That is not a situation that you want to be in. Meanwhile, you're making like multiple six figures. This is a very common situation common situation that these clients or these people spouses are making families are making multiple six figures together but can't even handle a 700 dollars hiccup i feel like when people say their finances are okay that just means they're in denial yeah your finances are either amazing or they're terrible yeah don't tell me okay okay, okay means like we're not actually doing good uh, we don't really know but we just avoid it we're <laughs> yeah. getting by we're, we're okay. We're no, you're okay. not. You're not happy. Okay doesn't mean you're happy. Okay no. doesn't mean you're comfortable. Okay doesn't mean you're content. Okay means we're scraping by <laughs> and things aren't looking good. Um, ask me again in a month and it might be a different answer. It just seems like such a temporary, it like really we're, does. we're okay. I was talking to a client the other day who said, oh, we're, we're okay. And I was like, no, we need to take that out of our vocabulary. I need you to be able to meet that word or meet right, that, that question terrible. with facts, with statistics, with numbers, with numericals. Hey, yeah, we're doing perfectly. Here's how I know. I have $600 every single month going into my savings account. My credit card is paid off and uh, I'm about to bring in an additional $3,000 from another, you know, client that said yes to me. And, you know, we're going to be able to pay an additional $2,000 towards X, Y, and Z. Like that, that means, you know, what's going on with your finances. You're on top of it saying we're okay. Is is complete. Don't denial. ever be content with that. If I asked you, how is the communication with your partner, with your spouse? And you said, it's, it's right. okay. That's terrible. We know. <laughs> I already know. How are your aligned financial goals? Like how is your vision with your partner? It's, it's okay. You are not happy. You have no goals. Do you have financial control? Like, how's the financial control in your relationship? Like, do you guys feel like you're in control? It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's all right. No, you're not happy. You're not content. You don't know. You don't know. You don't want to say it's bad. You don't want to say you don't know. So you just say, oh, it's okay. We're okay. We're Stop. all right. That's a cop out. So we want you to have financial control that you can say, oh, we're amazing. We're and doing incredible this I month. Know. Here's how I know. Because we have a clear understanding and knowledge of our financial situation. Yeah. We know exactly our number. We know what's going to happen this month. We know what's going to come out of our bank. We know what's going to come into our bank. 
there's no confusion. There's no questions. We yeah. know we're going to have money for everything that we possibly could desire this month. And then some. And then some. So how's my financial control looking? Scale of one to 10, it's amazing. <laughs> That's not a number. It's infinity. I'm just kidding. 11. But I just love the idea of like your financial control. You're making informed and thoughtful financial decisions, right? We just had this conversation, right? It's an, uh, an example of representation of our financial control. We were talking about renting this property out and we're saying, do we mm. want to go with the route mm -hmm. of midterm rental and be furnished finder? Or do we want to go long-term? Long-term, we could go ahead and do that tomorrow, right? Yeah. And we talked about you know, our plus minus, what would we see at the end of every month? And if we did midterm rental, midterm, we'd get a little bit more money yes. every month, but we also have to put in a little bit more money. Yes. So it's really a look at, you know, that plus minus, mm -hmm. you know, which would we rather go with? And that's a conversation that we're still having, but it's cool to have that financial control and say, we could do either one of those. We're going to benefit either way, either way, but we need to look at the, you know, over time, the cost analysis yeah. or the income analysis in this regard, like which one would be mm -hmm. better for us. Mm -hmm. And this is a, this is an, a podcast for another day too. But like we talk about fear um, before there's a fear there because we're embarking on something new. If any person who is seasoned in real estate would have probably had this place either for sale for rent or ready for market research or, or what's it called? Um, mid midterm rental. Thank you. Midterm rental like three, four months ago when we first said, yeah, we're going to do this by July, they would have had it done because they would have been like, I'm not afraid to take a risk in certain areas. This is new for us. So it's a risk that we're like, whew, okay. So we are really studying every single option and really making sure that we are on the same page with every single option. And so it takes time to figure this out. We're taking it slow. We're taking it slow. And I'm sure- But are we going too slow? that's that's to, that's debatable we're gonna need to talk to our, our person who's helping us with this um but i will say that that is something that once we're once we've taken the jump and we've moved and we're like okay all right we did it we did the thing i guarantee you the next time it's gonna be way faster we're gonna be able to make decisions like 10 times faster as a result and it's exciting because you have that experience that. and that's yeah. why you need to surround yourself with people who have been through those experiences. Like you just said, you can talk to somebody to get that. Right. And also when you have that financial control, you have that resilience mm -hmm. when those unexpected challenges come up, you can say, all right, we're doing this together. This popped up. Let's work through it together. Yeah. But when you're both going separate ways and something pops up, you might play the blame game. Mm -hmm. You might choose sides if you're not working in tandem. So those, it's worth it. You don't have that resilience when things come up, it's going to knock you down and you're going to stay down. Mm -hmm. You don't have anyone lifting you up, pulling you up. So you got to work together. So your, you know, your, your financial empowerment is just through the roof when you are budgeting with your spouse and you're coming together. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, so another thing that's really helpful and beneficial is that, you know, did we already talk about better financial outcomes? I, no, I don't think we did. So better financial outcomes. And I feel like this is like a really, I mean, we already talked about several different results that can come from being a team with your spouse in their finances or in your finances. But I mean, you talk about having any situations that might happen in your personal, um, in your life, um, you know, things that are outside of your control, family and what they might be going through. And you wanna be able to say yes or be able to say, go do your thing if any of those things happen, you're going to have so much easier of a time to say, yes, you need to go do this. It is not an, it's not an, an answer of like, yeah, well, do we have the money? Like, no, just go. You want to be able to have those types of, have that type of stability in your finances to be able to say yes when you, when you need to. I'm all about oneness. When you come together with your partner and you choose them and you say, we're going to be together, there's a oneness that comes with that. So your debts, become my debts. Mm. So I would never expect you to pay off your debts by yourself. I would want us to come together to pay off your debts because that's going to improve our financial outcome mm -hmm. in life. 
I see this a lot of times with a lot of clients where, again, they're separate in their bank accounts and one person has debt, it's credit card debt, they went shopping and the other spouse isn't willing mm-hmm. to help them out. But at the same time, that spouse has these ideas and visions mm-hmm. for the future and for the family. Like, I want you to be home with our children. It's not fair no. to have a vision, mm-hmm. really it's your vision, that involves your spouse in their life and their income and their earnings and the outcome for their life but you're not willing to support them in other outcomes, right? You can't pick and choose the financial outcomes. Mm -hmm. You have to be aligned and oriented in the same direction for everything. Mm -hmm. It's a oneness. When we become one in this relationship and we choose each other, then we need to take it all on. Your family, my family, like we, I have to accept your family as my family. Yeah. Right, even if I don't like them all. And I don't Mm -hmm. like some of them, (laughs) I won't name them. You love my family. Yeah, I do love your family. I love your family too. But there's a oneness. So you need to come together to work together to have that financial freedom and reduce your debt. Because that's a together thing, right? And it goes back to what we said earlier about the team and about how are you going to celebrate your team if if you don't even talk about the one core thing that's going to be the driver for you being able to say, yes, let's, let's go ahead and go after some of these visions. If you're not together and on the same page on this particular very important topic, it's going to be really hard to, to be like, this is the vision that I have for our family, but we have all this debt. So when are you going to get rid of it? Right? Like that wouldn't make sense. Cause then that person's just left out there drowning by themselves. Like, all right, I'm going to work really hard to get it. And you're over there just eating your bonbons. Like whenever you're ready, like you, that's not really a good visual of like, this is my teammate. I trust them. I'm going to have them like, we're going to do this together. You would never, ha- you would never see that in a team, eth- a team ethic. And, and so, yeah, when I say that all the time, whenever when so- someone asks me, so wait, your husband had $76,000 of debt and you just, you helped him out with it. And I was like, yeah, honestly, it did not even, I wish that I could say that I had a moment of like, well, that's yours. That's not mine. I easily could have, and he would have understood, but I didn't. I was like, okay, well, I don't understand how to manage my own money. (laughs) I'm scared of like money being amassed in a savings account. I'm scared of like, I'm scared of using my money. I like to spend it, but I'm scared of what to do with it. And he was over here like, oh my gosh, like I know we have these big dreams and goals and well now it's out down the drain. And I think it was just kind of like, well, we're going to have to figure this out because everyone else keeps telling us just deal with it. This is life. And it was kind of like that, uh, monotony of like everybody doing the very same thing. Like, yep. Welcome to adulthood. You're going to be in debt all your life. This is just the way it is. Welcome to the world. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't like that at all. And look at where we are now. I don't like that at all. Because you made that decision to take on my debt as your debt. And it it went right back at you because you decided to start businesses. And the willingness that I had came so easy to say, hey, let's take funds from our account so that you can start your empire. Right? There was a willingness. Or if you're like, hey, you know, I'm doing this LuLaRoe thing and, uh, you know, I'm bringing inventory in and it's going to be in the master bedroom. And oh, we decided we to, even very much to about move this. our bed. <laughs> we don't talk about that now, but we didn't live in our bedroom. We lived elsewhere mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. And the master bedroom became like your office yeah. of inventory. In fact, if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, you should go find it. The room that we're in right now was actually our master bedroom. Like... I, we brought which the, is right off the living room in the kitchen. Which is right off the living room. We were literally in, it was basically a studio apartment with a one-year-old. She had her room, but we had, we were out here in the living room. And then, I mean, we have done every configuration possible in this house. I feel like it's crazy, but I had a whole freaking boutique in our master bedroom. And that's all because of the willingness that began early in our marriage when you said, hey, What's yours is mine. What's mm. mine is yours. Like we're going to take it on together. It has made these conversations so much easier throughout the years Yeah, because we know we have each other's backs and we're a team. We're an affluent marriage. Wow. We're a power couple. Guys, let's start it with just that first conversation. So your financial outcomes will be so much better. Yeah. Do you want more in your savings account? Budget together. Do you want to improve your credit score? Budget, Budget together. together. Right. Do you want to reduce debt? 
budget together. I'll let you say that one. But there's such a positive impact when you budget together. These benefits, they're too numerous not to budget together. Not only that, do you want to be closer to your spouse? Do you want financial stability? Do, do you, you want to reduce anxiety? Do, do you want to have less anxiety when it comes to communicating about tough things in your marriage outside do you want of finances? more enjoyable experiences? Do you want a better quality of life? Do you want better intimacy with your spouse? Do you want more freedom? The air is different, y'all. It's so different up here, guys. I just want you to know. <laughs> Get on this. <laughs> okay. So for sure, there are much better financial outcomes. Mm-hmm. That's where we are at. That's it. That's, that's, that's the thing that you need to grasp today. If any of the things that we said were like, wow, that, that hit, that hit home, I want that. You need to start talking about your money together. Take the leap. Budget together. Yes, your CTA. Are we ready for a CTA now? Oh, I'm ready. Your CTA is very simple. It is to budget together. Come on, that was a perfect moment. You wanted me to say that with yeah, you? Yeah, I wanted you to. Okay, our right, CTA for today is that you need to Budget together, together budget. I hate you so much. <laughs> budget together. <laughs> budget together. You need to budget together. And that looks like as simple as like, I think the best tip that we can give you that I think is a very, very first tip is the aligned, not the line financial goals. Where is it? The, um, Oh, we went all the way to the top. Anyway, I know what I want to say. Understand your basic budget understand what it need, what you need to do to bring in to make sure that you take care of the four walls of your house. If you know those numbers, you're at, you're at the very first step. The next step is to consider hopping into GramFam because when we talk about pocket coaching, we're giving you, so like what we just talked about here, but condensed in smaller action packed, like do these things, go do it right now. And if you can keep yourself accountable to that, You'll have no, call us in a year, I guarantee you, your marriage is going to be better. You're going to have more, you're going to be tasting this air and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is what we needed. So that's your CTA, budget together. And watch your financial future flourish. This is like triple F's. Triple F's. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. This is the Affluent Marriage. This is my wife, Kimberly Graham, the profit coach. Mm Mm-hmm. And I am the educator, Daniel Graham, looking for, you know, six-figure remote jobs that my wife will be sending me yep. so I can change the title of my name. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start calling myself podcaster. The podcaster, the podcaster and educator, Daniel Graham. Y'all go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all. Bye.